He's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. And live from the BetMGM just outside National Harbor, we've got P.J. Glasser. As I lose my voice already, off to a good start. we got four hours of this. P.J. in for Ryan. Feel better, Ryan. Uh, Trista's here as well. We've got, well, not what we had last week in terms of a Monday night game. But you know what? Still an intriguing game with two quarterbacks that can just run all over the place, and that's what we're hoping for. Just and that's what, that's what we need, guys. Boys and girls, the, the odds are dropping like a rock on a cliff. So I'm going to give it out real quick, real fast. I know that PJ's on a piece of this with me. Josh Dobbs, anytime touchdown. Yep, yep. I got on him last week. That was the third piece of uh, the third leg of a parlay. Boy, oh boy, have his odds gotten worse and worse. I believe on its own it was plus 350 last week. But so we've got Dobbs and Fields, anytime touchdown, plus 700 just for those together. I think right now it's like plus 575, so you should probably just jump on it now. Guys, we got the game of the year in the NBA tonight. The Wizards are at Detroit. Stop it. Get, stop it. The Pistons. Stop it. Well, I'm going to be PJ locked y. in. Our, our Wizards are rebuilding. All right? They're on the right path to success. They're trusting the process. Trust and the you got to make fun of our guys. Why you got to do that right off the bat? couple of 2-14 and 14 teams. <laughs> this is the Super Bowl of basketball. We're going under. We're like the 236 and a half. In the NFL, though. Oh, wait, question. Please. Is Jordan Poole playing? Because I heard he was questionable, which means your man, Kyle Kuzma, could be mm -hmm. Greenlight City. Look at some Kuz. Kuzma was like a little that. quiet over the weekend. I needed something more from him, but we won't we won't talk about that because it was yeah. a good weekend. Uh, it, the Jordan Poole watch is always something. Do we have do we have confirmation yet? I'm looking right available. He is available. Okay, is, good. Well, there we go. Okay. We got to have Jordan Poole watch, guys. Oh. Every single night, it's how's he shooting? Have to. So What's we got that. Do? Then in the NFL, um, I'm on the Bears tonight, guys. I like the Bears plus three. Oh, yes. This is PJ fading the public. You I, love to fade the public. You no, know, I love people, Nick, <laughs> but I hate the public. And the favorites are absolutely killing it in week 12 of the NFL. They're 12 and 3 against the spread. They're about to be 12 and 4 because Justin Fields and the Bears are going into Minnesota tonight, and they're covering the plus three. So take Chicago and then Ty Chandler over 10 and a half receiving yards. He had four receptions for 37 yards in his last game against Denver. Josh Dobbs, it's obviously an incredible story, but he's still not fully up to speed in the mm -hmm. Kevin O'Connell offense. And if you're a quarterback who's not familiar with the system, what do you do? You go to your checkdowns. You go to your tight end. You go to your running backs. So Chandler's been getting better and better each and every game. I don't think this is a Madison game. This strikes me as a I Ty agree. Chandler game. So we're going to go over 10.5 receiving yards for Ty Chandler and Justin Fields' first touchdown, 10-1. to 1. Oh, man. I think he Peach, gets in the end I zone. love that you like so it, much. I do. I, I uh, actually tailed you guys with Ty, Ty Chandler. You jumped in? I did. Me yeah. and PJ were in the lab on how we, we could attack him because I'm a little, a little worried considering that in the game, I, I think against either the Saints or or the Falcons, he had zero targets, zero receptions. Yep. So in those games, in every game actually, Ty Chandler has had 35 rushing yards alone. So I ended up taking Ty Chandler rushing and receiving at 35 yards in the parlay. TJ Hawkinson, we know what tight ends do uh, against the Chicago Bears. They're averaging 
just an insane amount. I'm trying to find it right now. Six receptions for 50 yards TJ Hawkinson had, but they are averaging six receptions for 48 yards against Chicago. So I like Hawk to get 50 plus. I know that this is probably the most public bet of all. Uh, it's DJ Moore. I decided to go away from the four and a half, mm -hmm. and I went to six. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because with Justin Fields, if you take out the first game of the season, he's averaging over six receptions per game, averaging over 100 yards per game, which is why I took DJ Moore over 74 and a half receiving yards as well, and DJ Moore to score any time. And that is with an odds boost courtesy of BetMGM, 11 to one, plus 11.25 to be exact. If the Bears finally let Justin Fields be Justin Fields, which we saw with the 18 carries, 104 yards rushing, and getting the ball to DJ Moore, the Bears are in a good spot in this game. I don't think there's any question about it. It's The question becomes, are we going to see post-injury Justin Fields or maybe more pre-injury Justin yes. Fields? Hopefully the coaching staff is smart enough to look around and go, uh, oh, yeah, we should probably... Uh, yeah, we should probably let Justin Fields cool. be Justin Fields in this. So I'm with you. I mean, DJ Moore is – and it's not always about deep passes with DJ Moore. He's, he can be a possession receiver, some bubble screens, and boom, he makes the plays happen himself. We saw it in the preseason. That's how the offense was supposed to look with him. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in on you with the DJ Hawkinson as well. I like the over on his receiving yards because the Bears – passing defense has just not been good this year but they no, actually really good against not. the run in fact right now the bears are number one in the nfl in rushing yards allowed per game at under 80 per game so you're going to see an opportunity here where it's not going to be about running the football as much which does worry me a little bit it's why i stayed away from josh dobbs rushing yards just because of that bears rushing defense i know, I know it's a little bit different with a quarterback well. i did take an anytime touchdown with him didn't get the best price but still got it around two to one so it wasn't bad I know that's that's becoming a much more popular bet, but like you just kind of have to look sometimes at the matchups. He's only two of Dobbs' six rushing touchdowns have been scored within the five-yard line, too. So you look at that, and it's not like it's somebody that you need a goal line situation, which we get a lot, even though not last night or yesterday with Jalen Hurts. A lot of that, obviously. With, with Dobbs, it can be 15, 20 yards out, and he's going to find a way to get in the end zone. So you still don't look at that as, oh, I'm concerned because uh, like it, he's, he's a threat from anywhere on the field here, but... Look, this is, this is a team, or this is a game, where it's two teams that have played very close games together. The Vikings have won five straight in this rivalry, but six of the past eight, one-score games, which is why I love the Vikings to win by one to six points at three to one in this. I love that. I have Vikings minus two and a half. I did that hedge parlay as well. You guys know how much I love uh, any t uh, same game parlays. Mm -hmm. as my things. As Brad would say, Brad will be on our show, Brad Evans, uh, I think, very, very soon. Next segment. Next segment. That's what I thought, but I had a little bit of a brain fart. It happens. Uh, the SBGP gets seduced by the juice. So the hedge parlay is Alexander Madison under 60 yards rushing. Brandon Powell, who has been pretty much lifeless. Yeah. Uh, I think he's had one good game I for can't even 15 think of receiving yards. Any any Anytime he's been relevant this year, to be honest We're with trying, you. We're trying. Dobbs doesn't even know his name. Let's be honest. <laughs> he knows Hawkinson's <laughs> name. He knows Addison's name. As you should. And that's pretty much it. And he hopefully knows Ty Chandler's name. Tight ends, wide receiver one, and running backs in the receiving game. So Brandon Powell under 39 and a half receiving yards. That's a juice number. Mm -hmm. uh, we've gotten the, the highest that we can go. Alexander Madison, under 59 and a half receiving, uh, rushing yards. We know that Ty Chandler is now sharing carries. He's in the backfield. Madison is a one-dimensional uh, running back. He was obviously, early on in the season, getting absolutely murdered for just his mediocrity. And then the under. The under 43 and a half, on top of what I said, was the Vikings minus two and a half. That's five to one. So that's if everything goes to poop. 
This was, thing, I think, hits. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys about the total, what you're doing with the 43-and-a-half. I have to roll with the trends. I mean, that's prime. I mean, it's the primetime unders, Primetime unders, I know. Yeah. I really liked the over in the Ravens game last night, and that was just the most under-under-that-ever-under <laughs> kind was. of game. It and I'm was. just like, it's it's this trend is ridiculous. You can't. No, I'm with you. I mean, it could it could only be the under. Divisional opponents, both teams haven't had a bye yet, right? Both are getting one next yeah. week. So I just I think this is probably a, a good under game. I think the Bears certainly are going to try to establish the run. Um, we know that the Vikings like bringing the blitz with Flores. Yes. And then Minnesota, I mean, obviously, I think they're going to try and run the ball, too. With Madison, we kind of all agree that probably this is maybe more of a Ty Chandler game. But yes. I think the under is probably the play. Tristan, I know you kind of like the first half under two. I think that's a solid I look. I do, but I've gotten screwed. I was twice just about to say you're building. brave doing that. I didn't do it today because okay. I've gotten screwed twice in the last two times that I've been in this building, sitting okay. in this chair with the first half under in the last two seconds of the of the first half, you, I've got. You didn't screwed. have the first half under in Jets Dolphins on Friday. Did I did you? not. Okay, thank goodness. No, I, I, but I did think about it. <laughs> I mean, I like thought, oh, that would be what happened to me. I was at the uh, back in the studio, and I was over at the sports book next to Nats Park, and the guy in front of me went up to the teller and said he wanted to bet that first half under. And I've thought about him every day since. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what the, what's he doing what's now? What's that guy doing? How does he feel? I hope how, he much, didn't. how much did he bet? I hope All he didn't bet too Is much it gone? <laughs> Where's your money? Is it ever coming back? Man. No, you got to chase, baby. That's that what you got to do. Such a bad beat. I was telling you guys before the show, you know, I had the Chargers plus seven and a oh, half last man. night. I took them live. And obviously, uh, I'm a Ravens fan, so I was happy. You day love one. fading your team I, because Nick, I just look. All the Chargers do is play one-score games. The Ravens love choking away fourth-quarter leads. It was a no-brainer bet. I was right. Justin Tucker even missed a field goal. Oh, I thought I was That's done. That's when I knew I was feeling good. I thought I was and done. And then you know, Zay decides to score, which by the way so was completely the wrong play. Love him still. So. Was it right for anybody <laughs> that had a Ravens plus, soon, plus minus three and a half? As soon as he scored, he goes to the sideline, and one of the coaches is talking to him, and he's like. I'm glad you scored. Don't do that again. Like that, don't do that. Kyle Hamilton, even after the game, was talking about how the defense was pissed. They were ready to take their pads off. Once they saw him get the first down, they were all like, go down. Because then when you score, then the Chargers go back on the field. Somebody on defense could get injured. Like all these things you don't think about. So, yeah, I'm glad you guys. I was so, I, I was happy. I Dick needed was. Ravens minus three to complete. Yeah. I think it was like a 12 to one parlay. Maybe it was a nine plus 950. I hit two last night. And that was the completion of actually two parlays. I had uh, it was Steelers minus two and a half. It was Ravens minus three, and it was Eagles minus two and a half. Oh my! And that two and a half was crucial, as yes, we know. Yes, it was. And that was plus yes, five fifty. So I needed Ravens minus three, like I needed air to breathe. I mean, I wish I could be as lucky as you. That is impressive. I actually, I will say this, guys. I actually hit five parlays on oh Sunday. Oh, my goodness. It was wow. the greatest parlay. Day. Now, granted, they're not like 18 to 1. It was like between plus 350 Who and 8 cares? to 1. But I still, still. hit five. Of, I could not dude, believe it. I was like, what? It's better than what, minus 110s. Yeah. I, I just, dude. it was the greatest parlay day ever for me. And I also did take uh, Derrick Henry two plus touchdowns at plus oh 750. Oh, my God. I looked at, I just was like, I what is going, uh, clear, clearly I need what Thanksgiving Every single week, <laughs> because day. that's when it, that's when everything hits. Is I was very grateful. Thanksgiving was lovely, yes. and then all that gratefulness came through, and all those parlays hit. I but made soul food mac and cheese for the first time. Ooh, how'd that go? Oh, it was 
really very extensive. I really? don't know if you know what's involved in it. I've heard of it, but I would not be able to tell you the recipe. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. It's five different cheeses. What was oh. it called? It's soul, soul food, food mac, mac and cheese. Soul food. Mac yeah. and cheese. Yeah. Gotcha. We got to get you a little of that, Peach. I am oh, guessing. Man. Is it good? I am guessing you haven't had it before. No. It's sharp cheddar. It's mozzarella. Mm -hmm. It's cream cheese. It's Colby Jack. It's American cheese. You're shredding it by hand because you can't use the pre-shredded kind. It's whipping cream. It's half and half. Oh, man. Good. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's an egg. It's butter. You're making a roux. And I, it came out crispy on the top. Soul That's food, the key. And, and just gooey. Mm. I looked at plates, like how much it costs online to buy a tray of ma that mac and cheese. It's like 85 bucks. And I was like, what? you know what? Yeah. And Damn. I was like, you know what? You're doing, f it's like five blocks of cheese at eight ounce, like eight ounce blocks. No wonder. It was like probably $45 for the grocery store. You are, you are paying for the labor, I guess. It's like yeah. getting a car repair. You're half like, cost, the part costs nothing. Whatever. It's the labor. Oh, the parts cost. Cream cheese. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about six cheeses. Well, let's be honest. Everything's expensive at the grocery store yeah, now. Yeah, you, so. you go to Whole Foods, and you're like, oh, my goodness gracious. Get me out of here. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's. So, I'm grateful. God, that, you I'm, got I'm to get full, some of that money yeah, back. Uh, yeah, there you go. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Getting any anything. Oh, I do want to throw this out because I don't know if it's going to go up at all. Justin Fields over nine and a half rushes because you mentioned this, PJ. Oh, I like that. When we talk about the actual, the, the Brian Flores and that pass rush, and they're going to be really aggressive. Yep. I think that's just an opportunity there where if you're maybe not comfortable in the yards, this point have gone up to I think 56 and a half you may even find a, a 57 the overs are going to be a little bit tighter at that point now if you're just going to take it individually but to take the rushes at that point that hasn't jumped up as much and there's just opportunities where Fields is just trying to escape a pass rush so I, I just I didn't go with his yards actually I think I did put an alternate number in one parlay the 50 plus but I I, I stuck with just the rushes on its own because there's an opportunity there I think for him to break out but I hope he does. I like it. You know, I was talking with Trista. There are certain games in prime time, like, you just look at the matchup and you just kind of see the board, right? You have a good feel yeah. for, like, what kind of matchup this would favor, like, who are the guys to target. This game, I mean, you want to bet somebody on the Bears outside of DJ Moore. I just mm -hmm. don't know. Because the running back situation now that Herbert's back, it's tough to know how the Roshan-Herbert kind of situation is going to look like. Komet's been up and down this season. I was season. looking at Roshan Johnson, Same. actually, too. I was looking at his receptions. You can get him at one and a half, yeah. which I really You like. know, and then obviously with Jefferson still out, I mean, you know, Hawkinson's been great this season. Um, when is Jefferson coming back? So they've got a bye next week, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's going to probably correct. be after the bye. That's Ooh. what I would think. That's I got him I in fantasy, yeah. and I need him back. Yeah, because they want to give him that extra week. And really, TJ Hawkinson's a little banged up, too, which has me slightly concerned I don't like that. about the yards. But because like you don't that. have Justin Jefferson and Joshua Dobbs, we know, is very smart because he's a, well, he's a rocket scientist. And any smart quarterback knows dumping it off to your, your tight end is always the move. Although I'm worried because this has happened, I think, like you have to deal with those first half uh, totals. For me, it's always tight end props that don't hit until very late in the game. And I'm I sweating. know. You had Hawkinson one time I earlier did. this year that didn't hit until like the last – Maybe last drive of the, of the and game. And it was it was it was oh uh, god it was who's it was Hawkinson. There was also a tight end tight end for the uh, the Titans that had I needed like over three oh, and a half receptions yeah. and he had all four on the final drive. He it's was some random. Just, yeah, it was it, it was just too much for me. I don't want to deal with it. But I'm right back in on it again because why not? That Pain. that's what you got to do. That's why. I mean, we all do it. We just we continue to suffer and then we go right back again. So there there you go. All right, we talk to Brad Evans next. We're live from National Harbor. It's BetMGM tonight. And we're live from BetMGM at National Harbor. Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, PJ Glasser in for Ryan Horvat tonight. We do have the Wizards and Pistons starting, as you brought up, PJ. Two of the best teams in the NBA. A combined 4-28. and 28. 
Oh, my God. That under looks pretty good, Peach. It's 8-10 <laughs> with seven minutes left in the first quarter quarter i would hope so trista i mean these two teams with all the bricks they throw up should be building <laughs> houses so but then there's the defense thing they don't play defense so then you God, it's but you know what the offense it. is worse than the defense so yeah. it really is mm -hmm. it's it's gross it's terrible basketball or my suggestion would be just don't even bet anything on that stupid game well, and just stay away because you never know it's, pro Ugh. it's probably the best advice it's probably the best yeah. it's the best choice you know they're <laughs> Except for Jordan Poole, you mm -hmm. know, always going on the unders with Jordan Poole so far this year. All right, Brad Evans jumps on with us in his usual spot, co-host live on the line. Uh, this is not the matchup, obviously, Brad, that we had last week, but there's still a lot of, especially in the, the, the props market, there's a lot of intriguing little angles that we could take on this. First off, just sides and totals for you. What are you on tonight, if anything, on those? Well, I'm rooting for a, 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 a Bears uh, losing streak to continue, guys, because uh, obviously <laughs> as a Chicago Bears fan, I want them to solidify their standing at number one, number two in the NFL draft uh, so they go out there and crush it or just ruin uh, the NFL draft experience for your boy uh, come 2024. But I will say this, uh, in the SGP market, this is how I'm playing this bad boy. Give me the Vikes on the money line. I'm going to take the total down to 33 and a half oh, and hit damn. that over. You put those two together you can get it right now plus money at bet mgm because uh, i think uh, defense could be optional especially for the bears uh when it comes to defending the pass and they're incredibly stiff and stout defending the run number two in the national football league and rush epa defense are only giving up 3.37 yards for carry to opposing running backs but on the back end a wee bit leaky, you could say. <laughs> uh, so as a result, uh, I got this game 23 to 20. I think it will be nice and snug. But Minnesota there within their friendly confines and not playing out there in the chilly air will get the job done in the end. So SGP is the way I'm playing it. Brad, one of the most bet props tonight, I think the most bet prop is DJ Moore. We know that the connection with Justin Fields is really, really good. The yards speak for themselves. The target share speaks for itself, especially considering the time that Justin Fields has been healthy. But are you a little concerned, given that I think, like, every single person giving out bets is on that tonight? Uh, I am not a member of every single person giving out that wager, uh, just to be truthful uh, with you, Trista. Uh, you know, if I had a lead, it would honestly be a little bit to the over. Hey, Mr. DJ. I mean, he can throw a party in the box for sure. Why not? Again, I think the Bears are going to be feisty. I think they're going to be competitive in this game. You can throw on the Minnesota Vikings. If there is a defensive weakness of this unit, uh, it's in that capacity. They're middling number 14 in the NFL and AP pass defense. Uh, more, you know, we'll have the target share. Should see around six or seven looks in this game. And if the script at all goes negative, uh, you know that Justin Fields is going to be uh, lining him up there in the crosshairs. So if I had a lean in any market, it would be the over on receptions for DJ Moore. Uh, but I ain't playing it. Uh, there are other receivers uh, as a member of the Chicago Bears that I prefer. One being Cole with the last name Komet. Brad, would you do anything with the quarterback's rushing yards tonight? I feel like it's rare in an NFL game that we see two quarterbacks who have the ability to run like Dobbs and Fields do tonight. You look at Fields' prop, is it 57 and a half? Dobbs, 36 and a half. Wow. Either of those, do you like them? Well, I liked it a hell of a lot better at 52 and a half is what I grabbed the number at and Justin Fields all that over, and it's already spiking up to 57 and a half. So here's how I would play this, and you can uh, you know, in, in investigate this market at BetMGM. 
who is going to lead this game in rush yards? I think it's going to be a quarterback, and I think it's going to be Fields, quite honestly. I grabbed it at plus 195 earlier today, and I think it's entirely doable. And you look at Minnesota, uh, middle of the pack in terms of pressure rate, uh, but they are a blitz-happy team. And uh, when you bring that kind of heat to the pocket, you know that Justin Fields will read, react, uh, tuck, tail, and run. He's going to be booking it. I think early and often in this game. So I think entirely possible he's going to clip 60 yards. So if you want to play it up to 57 and a half rush yards, I would not do that. I kind of drew the line in the sand at 55 and a half, but I got a 52 and a half. Uh, you know, it's, it's your money, you know, do whatever you want with it. But uh, I think fields will lead this game in rushing yards. He's not going to go out and do what he did against another NFC North opponent. Like it did last week against Detroit, which he had 18 carries for a hundo on the ground, but uh, it's probably going to be 10, maybe 11 touches on the ground for him. And again, I think he's got to finish in that 60 to 70 range, which should set the pace in rushing yards among any single player in this game. As far as Dobbs goes, I'm not touching that market. The Bears are dead last in the NFL and pressure rate at 16.9%. And on top of that, I mentioned how stout their uh, run defense has been this entire year. If I had to lean on Dobbs, Honestly, it would be on the under with the rush yards. I think uh, tonight he's going to do more damage with a howitzer attached to that uh, pastronaut frame instead with the legs. Yeah, Brad, and you, you, you mentioned obviously not getting the 18 carries for 104 yards like we got from Justin Fields. I think we, nobody can expect that from a quarterback every single week. But is it safe to say now that it's woken up enough to say, yeah, we need Justin Fields to be a little more of this versus what we saw at the beginning of the year. Yeah. We are sitting there going – is he going to run the football at all anymore? Yeah, look, uh, the, I think the Bears are coming to the realization that y you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know, what Fields likes to do is be the ultimate scoring duelist. He's a guy that can get it done with the arm medication. We've seen him throw for multiple touchdowns in a single game a couple of times already this season. He had a 4 TD effort just a few weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, deep down, he's a guy that wants to just spring loose uh, when the opportunity presents itself. And he really chews up real estate in that regard. He's so explosive reading reacting and taking off on the ground that uh why try to change it? if it ain't broke why try to fix it uh, i think he is the quarterback of the present for this franchise obviously and of the future again there were some rumblings that hey maybe the bears gonna look at caleb williams uh if they land the number one overall pick uh whether uh, from their own uh disregards or whether now it's from the carolina panthers i think that's out of the equation now i think justin fields is here to stay as the starter but let Justin be Justin. Let the guy run. He's magnificent in that capacity. Speaking of running, I want to get your thoughts now that Dante Foreman is not going to play. How do you think the game script is going to go, and how do you think both running backs for the Chicago Bears are going to be used, Roshan and Khalil Herbert? Yeah, I think Khalil's going to go lead the opportunity share. If I had a handicap at Trista, I think it's going to be probably 70-30 in favor of Herbert in this game. Um, you know, I think that's the, the most viable competition for Justin Fields and leading this game in overall rush yards. And what could ultimately torch my ticket is how well he performs on the ground. I think Herbert, uh, you know, could do some sizable damage as a receiver in this game. Uh, I saw the prop at BetMGM of just 10 and a half receiving yards to him earlier today. I would still slam that over. I think it's going to be 15 to 20 receiving yards for him in the end. Again, given the blitz heavy capacity 
of this Minnesota Vikings defense. And if, you know, uh, Fields can read that and check down to Herbert, he could have uh, plenty of space there to operate and scoot up field for some sizable gains. Uh, I think Roshan Johnson probably going to get you around uh, seven, maybe eight touches in this game. A couple coming as a dump-off receiving option. Uh, but Herbert, a guy, if you're depending on him, say, for a fantasy football win tonight, you are praying he gets around 60 to 70 combined yards. I think that is very much on the table with a lot of that coming through the air, not necessarily on the ground. Brad, I want to shift some gears with you to uh, some other teams in the NFL. I want to talk to you about the Steelers because, obviously, they got rid of Matt Canada. We watched him yesterday against the Bengals. They gained four. 100 yards in that game. Pat Fryermuth had nine receptions for 120 <laughs> yards. I, I mean, do you think that this is something to watch moving forward? Obviously, the tight end position, especially in fantasy football, you know, it's Kelsey now that Andrews is hurt. It's Kelsey, it's Kittle, it's Hawkinson. Do you think Fryermuth could be a guy to watch moving forward? Move! Yeah, man, he was spectacular. He was dynamite. He was scintillating yesterday, just getting force-fed, and he was wide open repeatedly across the middle of the field. Uh, the opposition was just allergic to defending that portion of the field, so as a result, uh, Kenny Pickett read, recognized, and actually threw balls beyond 10 yards, uh, which was an encouraging sign, right? You know, before the game, we had heard that Jalen Ward was going to get more touches, in which he did. Uh, it was still spectacular in doses of Najee Harris, uh, led this team in rushing. He was dynamite in his own form and fashion, uh, but also we heard that George Pickens was going to be fed a little bit more. That wasn't the case. Uh, you know, three catches, nearly 60 yards, but it was fire booth across the middle of the field, taking advantage of what the defense gave him. Now, here's the good news. I will say this. Fire booth is going to be a top 10 lock this week in my fantasy football rankings ahead of week 13 because uh, you get the Desert Birds uh, there are the Arizona Cardinals, who are laughing stock right now defensively. They're in competition for the number one overall pick with the Bears. Of course, the Bears own the rights to the Carolina Panthers uh, selection. Uh, so I think Jalen Warren's going to go absolutely ham in this game. Najee Harris uh, could duplicate his efforts from this past week. Uh, Fire move probably not going to go over the century mark, but maybe we're going to get 50 to 60 yards out of it. Deontay Johnson. Uh, George Pickens, another get-right situation to build off the positivity of what uh, Pittsburgh put on the board this past week, and they carry it over at home against Arizona this weekend. It is going to be a smackdown of epic proportions. Talking to Brad Evans, BetMGM tonight. Uh, the big game NFL-wise in Week 13 is obviously 49ers at Eagles. Uh, 49ers, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Totals 46-and-a-half in that. Do you have any leans or maybe already a play that you've made in that game or maybe just a feel for what you think is going to happen? Yeah, we saw a significant line movement, right? Uh, BetMGM last night, this line opened with Philadelphia laying the un punto. And then I woke up this morning, prepared for live on the line, and it shifted to San Francisco minus two-and-a-half. And I'm going to side with the money here. I'm going to side with uh, where the direction is moving. I think the Niners are bar none the best team in uh, professional tackle football at the moment. Uh, the advanced analytics pointed out, you guys know I'm a numbers nerd. So looking at the EPA data, I mean, they are the only team that is top six in EPA, uh, total offense, EPA, total defense. So whether you look at the numerics, whether you look at the visualizations or the eye test, uh, they pass every test with flying colors. And Brock Purdy, oh, and he's so Purdy, uh, really firing all cylinders right now. 
And when he got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk has become one of the better field stretchers in the NFL. Uh, George Kittle getting it done, whether as a run blocker when tied to the line or when freed, he can obviously get some massive gains in his own right. Uh, I like everything this team is doing. They've improved substantially. I feel on the back end defensively, we know how ferocious they are up front, allowing well south of 70 rush yards per game to opposing running backs. So, uh, yeah, I know Jalen Hurts uh, is a front runner right now for the MVP conversation with what I feel is largely lackluster numbers, but it's a quarterback popularity award, so be it. But the real MVP in this game is going to show that he is that, and that is Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to be unstoppable, a multi-TD game, and was going to put his name on the MVP map. Uh, though voters will say, oh, you don't play quarterback. Sorry. I want to shift over to college really fast. So my Ducks, as much as I love them, I think, Brad, this is the best Ducks team in, in my lifetime. Uh, they are, though, nine-and-a-half-point favorites on a neutral against Washington. Is Michael Penix somehow, has he disappeared? Has their wide receiver core disappeared? I'm not sure what to make of that line. It feels like I have to take Washington, Brad. Do you have a feel on this one? Yeah, Tristan, I'm kind of with you. I saw that, and I was miffed, uh, to say the least, when that line opened as large as it did. I mean, you look at Oregon. Uh, the advanced analytics uh, just point them in a sterling direction. Uh, I mean, they're a sensational offensive team, number one in college football, and EPA uh, total offense. And, and defensively, there are no slashes either. It, you know, really botting up the run uh, pretty well, uh, doing it uh, on the back end uh, to boot. And, you know, if you are playing at that high a level, against this a Washington Husky team. And I know it's mush, Huskies mush. Uh, they've been certainly doing a lot of that this year, but their vulnerability is defensively. And the EPA data supports that uh, outside the top 30 nationally in EPA per play defense. So uh, we'll see what version arise. I, I feel this game is going to be more dip and tuck. I'm with you there. I think nine and a half points, a little bit too high. I say the Ducks win this sucker but I think it's only by a touchdown with the extra point or a touchdown, the two point conversion. And if they achieve that, well, that ain't 10 points. Uh, so that's winner, winner, chicken dinner in the end. So yeah, uh, give me you dub to score the cover. Brad Evans live on the line. Always great to talk to you, buddy. Guys, I'm sweating out UNBC. I need oh, them to score more <laughs> damn points right now against Hampton. Yes, I'm betting on college basketball. That's completely meaningless right now. It's always meaningless unless you've got something on it, and then there's always meaning to it. Brad, you know the rules. That's always how it goes. Good luck. We're rooting for points for you on that. <laughs> Gracias, amigos. Uh, Wizards up. Look at that. Wizards up now 29-20, PJ. Live total, 232.5. We're like the only people that care about this game, by the way. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because you brought it up, and now all I can do is sit here and go, yeah, really. Like, I knew the game was going on, but I could not care less today. Yeah, it's a slow night. ACC-SEC challenge starts tomorrow in college basketball. I'll be locked in, but not really many games tonight. And you know what? That's good, because then we can focus on Monday night football, which is good. We're less than an hour away from kickoff and that. Joshua Dobbs, will the story continue? Maybe. I Hero hope so. once again. Well, yeah. Get into the end zone, Josh. We're live from National Harbor. It's Bet MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL. 
Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. A little over 45 minutes till kickoff Monday Night Football, and then we head into Week 13. God, I, you know we say it every year, right? But damn, the NFL season flies by. We got championship weekend coming up in college football. Enjoy it while it's here. Save Enjoy us. it while it's Can here. Can someone save the Pac-12? Can someone step in in the last minute? And, and allow our conference it's to continue. finally getting good. I know. This is the best conference in college football. It is. And t- from top to bottom, so competitive. Mm-hmm. There's no Vanderbilts in this conference. Nope. No shade to Vanderbilt. And it's just gone. I, I was watching the, the Civil War, and I'm like, this is the last the last one. It's nuts. Apple Cup, same thing. Washington, Washington State. To actually just have an unbeaten team at the end of the season in the Pac-12 is a big deal, too. Yes. Hasn't happened in what? Over a decade, I want to say, right? Yeah, it's been 2013. I think Oregon was the last yeah. team to do it with yeah. Mariota. They were mm-hmm. the last yeah. ones. Yeah, I can't wait for championship week. Uh, Ryan and I were texting after uh, on Saturday night when all the games wrapped up, and I texted him, and I'm like, Ryan, I love the board for championship week. He's like, me too. I'm like, this is what I like. He's like, those are all the plays that I like. So we're in lockstep on everything that we like. There you go. People will have to tune in, find out what they are later in the show. There you go. That's what we call tease. All right, we know pretty much all these primetime games, something weird happens, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Almost every time. There, there's something. There's a pick, a long pick six. There's a, If you guys had to think of the most likely, just over-the-top thing to happen in this game, any scenario, what would it be for you? Justin Fields, 100 rushing yards. Yeah. Is that even over the top, though, after him doing it last week? I mean, it's plus 700. Yeah, it is. It's kind of tempting to bet, I'll I be know. honest with you. It that is, is tempting. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a good question. Um, craziest thing that would happen? Here's, I what I, here's what I will say. We've talked about a couple of running backs that are getting bigger roles in the offense for both teams. I feel like you could have a, like, a wild scenario where one of them goes off and has, like, like a Roshan Johnson, right? We sat there, like he's six carries for 30 yards last week, just five for 18. Mm-hmm. But you're getting at least a little bit more involved in the offense, especially in terms of, uh, you know, him maybe as a receiver. Like one of those running backs, Ty Chandler on the other side of things, goes off, breaks off a couple of big runs, and just skyrockets over their rushing total at like, you know, ends with like 80, 90 yards and a touchdown or something along those lines. It has the feel of that to me because there's not as much attention on them. There's a lot on the two quarterbacks and Fields and Dobbs and certainly what they can do and Dobbs' story. And, you know, TJ Hawkinson is always involved in the narrative with the Vikings every single week to where, like, we've got some props on these, well, not on Roshan Johnson, but on you know, Ty I Chandler. About it. I know it's tempting, but like I, I'm a little less confident in him. Yeah. But it wouldn't shock me if he goes out and runs for, just because it, it, the role has been so limited, but you're seeing a little bit more that maybe we get something like that tonight, where one of these two lesser used running backs gets a big opportunity and kind of throws a wrench in a lot of the situations in this game. And I could see Ty Chandler and Roshan Johnson both leading in terms of the running back receiving, you can see Roshan being a much better, more sure-handed pass catcher. Same thing with Ty Chandler. We know Alexander Madison's not a guy that's catching balls out of the backfield, really. Uh, and Khalil Herbert, now that Dante Foreman's out, Khalil Herbert's not really that guy. He's been not very productive after coming back from injury as well. So I could see both those guys having huge games. I think it'd be crazy if the over hit in this game. I think yeah. the under on Monday Night Football is like one for its last 12 or something like that. So it was at 44. It's now 43 and a half. We all kind of like the under tonight. Yep. So honestly, I think it would shock me if this game was like 34-31. You know, if we just got 
an old-fashioned shootout. Because sometimes that's what these NFC North games turn into, right? Any game at Ford Field, you kind of like the over. We saw the Bears and the Lions playing over game last week. so Peach, Maybe where are your over. kicker props? Oh, yeah. You decided you know, to stay away or what? I thought about something tonight. Not, I didn't take any. They're not available tonight. What? And I'm not happy about it. They're not available? No, I'm BetMGM. No kickers. Are you sure? Yeah, went to players, saw no kicking. I see passing, I see rushing, I see receiving, I see no kicking. I don't see any kicking either. Nope. So I was wondering about that. Yep, nothing. I and have jumped in on a lot of those this year, and they are they are quite. I uh, think they're salty about prime time yes. games. Yeah, they must be salty. They don't want to do prime time kickers. <laughs> they know. Props. They know we're spreading the good word. We're getting it out there. That's all about the kickers too. Yeah, because I I do think this would be this would be a nice kicker game. I would like the uh, the Minnesota kicker in this game. I would I would target him probably. Because, I mean, look. Peach, real quick, I'll just tell you, yeah, go ahead. shop around a little bit. Shop uh, around. Yeah, nice. shop around. Nice. Some you're, other domestic. You're good yeah. if you'd like to uh, partake. Let's just I, say I that. I like. Uh, yeah, I would look at the Minnesota kicker over one and a half field goals. I think that'd be that'd be a solid play There's tonight. a minus 160 on that that I found. So oh, not, not a great price. Oh, my goodness. Not a good really? price. Over one and a half? Now, would you be willing to parlay both kickers over one and a half? What because if, if I was to do that right now, one is plus 110, one is at minus 160. Well, that would give you plus 345. Oh. Don't, I don't hate Don't that hate it. But I think if the Bears are going to cover, like mm -hmm. I'm hoping they do, I'm thinking they're going to need to score touchdowns and the Vikings will need to kick field goals. So I would probably oh, lay so off you're that. Bet you're betting something based on that's, your – That's what I normally yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's my <laughs> what thought. What you need the versus only, what you think is going to happen. The mm -hmm. only issue with that is if things don't go the way that you think the game Peach script is going to go. He's going to take then a bubble bath or he's going to win a lot yes, of money. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's either going to be a bubble bath. We go bath. all in. Nick, we don't dip the toe in the I know. pool. We dive in head first. You know what, Peach, I'm in on that. I'm taking Let's, that. Plus 345, both kickers, two I like field goals. Hey, look, it's indoors, which you have to love. No weather elements, right? And this absolutely could be a field goal game. Both of these teams could move the ball on one one another, get some opportunities. So why not? I, I don't like hate it. it. Maybe that's why Ben MGM didn't offer because it was minus one sixty for one of the kickers, and they're like, "Yeah, we." They're don't. like, "No, we don't want to give they out don't, that kind they of honestly, juice." They honestly don't want us to make money no, tonight. We're don't. stealing from the books, beat the books, and we're gonna continue <laughs> to rob them. We're gonna put on our little caper mask, gonna say, "Hands up, give me all your money," and yep. we're gonna spend it on. Whatever it is, maybe some, uh, I don't know, some Pilates classes after all that mac and cheese <laughs> I ate. What do you guys end up, where do you guys think Justin Fields plays quarterback next year? I think season? he's right here next year. Do you? I do, because if you're the Bears right now with all of these draft picks you have, you can build around him. Now, the temptation is obviously going to be Caleb Williams, but you have so many other needs. If ju Look, Justin Fields obviously has to allow him to be Justin Fields. Let him go out, run the football. We see it with Lamar Jackson. We see it with Jalen Hurts. These are dual-threat quarterbacks. I understand the temptation to put a quarterback in a position where they're a throw-first quarterback, where they're more comfortable in the pocket. And you need to have some of that, especially as you get older in the NFL, just to protect yourself. But the reality of this is you can't take away a unique skill set or half of that skill set that a quarterback has like Justin Fields has. And he looked confused. He looked lost. He looked frustrated at the beginning of the season. But now, look at the 18 rushes and 104 yards. Let's see how that carries over to this game. If we get to the point where watch him get out there early and he's making plays and they're getting first downs and it's giving the offense a rhythm, that opens everything else up, especially with a weak run game. We just talked about both their running backs. They're not anybody to be that worried about right now. No. So Justin Fields becomes everything for this offense, but he will then open up the pass game for himself and for that offense as a whole.
I agree with you. That's what they should do. But the reason I don't think they're going to do that is because that franchise already got burned by taking Trubisky over Mahomes. And if Drake May or Caleb Williams turns out to be as good as people think they that are, true. that's that going to haunt them forever. See, it's the market of Chicago, right? If this was Jacksonville picking number one overall, it would be a if this was story. Kansas City picking number one overall, if this was you know one of those small market teams, if this was Baltimore picking one, like it wouldn't be big. But this is Chicago. We all know that market. We all know those fans are desperate for a winning yep. team, a generational quarterback. And I also think that the way C.J. Stroud is taking the league by storm this year, mm -hmm. it's going to make teams even more aggressive to say, if we can go get that guy, then our team can change overnight. I think the whole narrative around David Tepper is so fascinating because he's a horrible owner, but at the end of the day, the guy had the right idea trading up in the draft class. Mm -hmm. He just got the wrong guy. Got the wrong guy. You know guy. what I mean? If he got Stroud, we would all be saying that, honestly, he got a steal, right? Stroud... Like, if Stroud looked the same in this offense, though, you're assuming that he's going to look the same with a very different... Remember, the offensive line you've got in... The offensive, offensive coordinator that you've got in Houston and Bobby Slowick may be a head coach in a year. He's really he's a, He is from the Shanahan coaching tree. Yeah. So you may not even get the same results. Say Again, it goes back to the situation dictating the success of a young quarterback. C.J. Stroud may just also be in an absolutely perfect position right now. But, but you're right. The narrative also changes with ownership and... Frank Reich, who ends up getting fired, if you've got C.J. Stroud and he looks the way he does in Carolina versus in Houston. And remember, I just gave the Mahomes and Trubisky scenario, but Chicago also could have gotten Stroud or Young this year. They had the yes. number one pick and traded it. So are they really going to do that two years in a row? I think Justin is extremely talented. I think we can all agree that he needs a new coach. He needs more talent around him. But are you really going to go another year foregoing two generational prospects hoping that he turns out to be the guy? I, I don't think Chicago does what that. What do you think they can get for him? That's a good question. I think they could get quite a bit. I mean, how many teams in the league feel like they're a quarterback away, right? So Not them. They, I mean, they don't think that about him, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, See, if they're I'm worried about... Yeah. There's I mean, always a team and gosh, there's always like Atlanta, a Commanders? Like Atlanta? Could you imagine? Washington won't. They're sticking with Sam Howell. Could you imagine yeah. that they run game it. with Fields and Bijan yeah. and Algier and yeah. their running concepts? Like, I think that'd be a really good one. Um, I mean, there are a couple different teams out there. Like, I think the Commanders would be an interesting team if they decide to move on from Howell. They won't, though. I'm just telling you now. Why don't not? even put them in. They love Sam Howell. The only question would be is if they somehow fall to, like, the number three overall pick. And it's not Caleb Williams, but maybe they consider Drake May because they're going to have new front office, new coaches. So they may look at Sam Howell and say, that's not our guy. That's the only way that that changes. But that also then goes to Chicago, likely new coaching staff. Are they going to say Justin Fields is our guy or the conversation is going to be within the organization when they're doing through the hiring process? Is it going to be like, yeah, Justin Fields is cool. But we have a chance to get Caleb Williams number one overall. We're going to take him. So it really depends on who you're also hiring when it comes to the coaching staff, when it comes to that front office. So there's a lot, I think, that's really up in the air when it comes to Fields' future. But I know this, if he plays well tonight and he plays similarly the rest of the way, then you're going to really help yourself 
and it's going to raise his stock if they decide to move him. I like the Atlanta thing, by the way. Yeah, and Me Chicago's too. in a really good spot. I'd keep an eye on the Raiders, right, with Adams there and Jacobs. And obviously, they have so much money tied into the head coaching position with Gruden and McDaniels. <laughs> they really can't afford to pay anybody, so they can trade for Fields, hope he's good for a couple years while he's still on that rookie deal, and then maybe you decide to pay him. So there are options. Chicago's in a great spot, but they cannot screw this up. No, they, they can't, can't. They can't screw it up. There is always a coach that thinks that they can fix a young quarterback, always. And that tends to raise the price a little bit, especially somebody that has the skill set that Justin Fields has. Maybe Kevin O'Connell. Maybe today is his interview. It's a good one. That too. would be an interesting one. Indoor, one indoor guy. Especially if you get him on that shorter contract. mastermind, move on from Kirk Cousins. That's like not that. bad. Also, part of the Shanahan coaching tree. They know, right. how to, they know how to work with quarterbacks like that. 20 minutes away from kickoff. It's BetMGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.